We learned a lot in today's episode. You could say it was a real tell-all. A tell-all. A tell. David Tell. Get it? Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I love this song. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, this was playing in the background of the restaurant with Julie, which is the name of today's episode of Crashing. Oh, Julie... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crashing After Show. Thanks for sticking around even after my terrible intro. It was a beautiful intro. What are you talking about? You Thank killed you it. Guys. I still don't get it. Um, <laughs> guys, my name is Jeff Graham. Welcome to the Crashing After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Um, if you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Today we're talking about episode 7 called Julie. If you're watching, you could be listening. If you're listening, you could be watching. So many options for consumption. But however you're doing it, give us a five-star rating or a like or a subscription or whatever you do on the internet. I don't really know. The, the most easiest way for you to tell us that you love us and that you like us. Just Yeah, just comment. I feel like we've had... Yes. We're getting likes, but I'd love for someone to just be like, hey... Love you guys. I exist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, speaking of social media, how about the rest of you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? My name is Michael Rip. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. You can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. Well, um, guys, this is the penultimate episode of this season. We only have one more after this. Crazy. And I felt like a lot happened. I liked the episode a lot. I'm curious to hear what you guys thought of the episode. It was pretty funny. The it ended on such a high note. Well, mm-hmm. actually, a sad note, but the entertaining. Well, yeah, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. A very humbling episode. Yes, me. good word. Very humbling. Yeah, I don't think I was that big a fan of today's episode. To be Ooh. honest, Ooh. I didn't hate it. I just any specific reasons why, or just a general. I didn't think it was that funny. Oh really? Yeah. See, I thought this episode was very funny, but it was also like pretty cringe. Like, I think, if I think of Judd Apatow's humor, I feel like this episode was really the encapsulation of it. That might be why I liked it so much. Yeah. I feel like I like anything that he He wrote writes. this episode. Yeah. Um, like, but situations like the one we saw at the end of the episode are very, like, <laughs> Judd Apatow move. Like, yeah. let's put this character in the least comfortable situation possible. Um, I, I liked this episode a lot. I thought it was very funny. And again, I thought it was a great intersection of his personal life and his professional life, which we've kind of been talking about what do we prefer? And I think we prefer it most when they kind of come together. Yeah. Um, I think I want to talk first about Pete's personal life, because that to me was the most interesting thing about the episode. We meet this new character named Julie, mm-hmm. played by Jen Lyon, who, first of all, I thought she performed the role great. I don't know. She's on a new show coming out on TNT called Claws, just so you know. So. Nice little plug there. Up and up for Jen Lyon, who played Julie. But this is Leaf's wife. Did mm. this surprise you guys? She does not seem like... She, I, I can't imagine them together for some reason. Not at all. Well, yeah. They're not together anymore. Um, they're not together anymore. Yeah, exactly. But that's because Leaf cheated and she had no idea. It's funny how she's breaking the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this scene was, it was fun to watch Pete Holmes play this, like as an actor, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like one of the things I've been seeing in reviews is people like the show. Sometimes they're like, we're not sure he's like an amazing actor. We're not sure if he's really being stretched because he's kind of playing a version of himself. But mm-hmm. I thought this was a great scene for him as a performer because to watch him realize, first of all, that Leaf is married. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that she had no idea he was cheating on her. And for him to have to play as if he'd been hearing it for the first time, I thought was really funny and really well performed. Yeah. Um, you brought up that you don't. You were surprised that this is the person Leaf would be married to. Yeah. Why do you say that? I don't know. She's very dominant, and mm-hmm. Leaf is really laid back, but she's dominant in a way that kind of reminds me of 
uh, that one girl from Sex in the City, Samantha. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Really so and <laughs> very <laughs> sexual, but not in a hippie way that mm. that Leaf is like. Just like so. an aggressive way. Yeah. It's just kind of an alpha. It yes. Ca- it it kind of makes sense to me though. It's like yin and yang. Yeah. Different. So it's and he even says how he's like the home wife. Right. It's well, it was kind of the same dynamic as Pete and Jess, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, where Leaf is kind of the Pete and, um, what's her name? Julie was kind of the Jess in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just surprised that Leaf was married. Like, I really, that twist was very interesting to me because I always got the impression he was just doing his own thing. So. How does she have millions of dollars? What does she do? Like, I want to know her business. I think, I think this is why I didn't like the episode as much as you guys. I yeah. Think. Just because there's a lot of variables that are just thrown out there now that take away from Pete's hmm. crashing. That's he's no really, longer really crashing it. He's too confident right now. Yeah, that's like, a really interesting but point. But he did come down crashing towards the end towards of the, the episode. And a couple but... times during the episode, too, you know, when he was bragging about being a, a comic for the Rachel Ray mm-hmm. show. Yeah. But yeah, they started to bring him back. Yeah. But I felt like yeah. he's, like, too confident. He's too good now. I thought it was... I, I liked when he was struggling so much, and uh-huh. there was, like, little wins. Now I feel like he's he's totally dominating, and now it's, like... But it's kind of comical, kinda... like, how he has this huge... Ego and he's doing warm up. He hasn't. He hasn't even made it yet. He's not necessarily. Well, but David Tell kind of like gives him like you've already kind of made it the way that David <laughs> Tell talks to him and yeah. the advice he gives. So I don't know. I think I just like because I liked when he was struggling more and there was like a comedy in the struggle. Now the comedy is kind of that Leaf's wife wants to have sex with him, and it's more. It's just changing quickly the dynamic. I guess I think because they only had eight eight episodes, not knowing if it's going to get picked up, they mm-hmm. kind of like. I feel like this is a little rushed mm-hmm. to this di- this area, not knowing if you're going to have another season to play it out. That's just how yeah, I feel. That's a good point. Like you kind of felt like the introduction of personal conflict felt kind of forced in this episode, maybe. And, yeah, and it's quickly we've moved off of like. Pete in episode two to Pete in episode seven of the season is totally different. Mm-hmm. And so many new variables that now there's money involved. I don't know. And he's yeah. dropping the F-bomb every second. Just... And it sounds so unnatural. Like, even when he's, when he's trying to, like, be rough and tough. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Let's like, talk you, about you that. You laugh because it's so stupid. Like, you're just... I read that in a some other review of this episode was that like they didn't buy that Pete would enter blue material like rough material as quickly as he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that feel out of character for you guys? Not necessarily the material, but how he was speaking in his social interactions, like dropping the F bomb and mm-hmm. like being very aggressive and it was out of character. But the material itself, I don't feel like it was necessarily crass. I feel like the audience uh led his material for him. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like he didn't have control over the audience and he was going with whatever was being thrown at him and just going Agreed. with the flow of that. So I don't think, I mean, that that part was believable because mm-hmm. he wasn't the one initiating. He was just trying to, like, go along with it and, and he's happy people were laughing. He was gauging the room. But yeah. you, you can still pull back, though. You can uh-huh. still have control in that situation. Just he, the last situation at the end where he was adding up how many blowjobs you gave in 52. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and talk about that scene because yeah. it was the penultimate scene and I yeah. thought it was Great. So funny. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Julie. Um, actually, let's hold that thought, because I, yeah, I really want to dig into that scene, but I'm glad you guys are bringing up stuff now about it. The thing that you brought up that I thought was really interesting was that you've seen Pete change depending on who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. Were you talking specifically about the conversation he was having with Atel outside of the, when he was smoking and, like, dropping the F-bomb and... Oh, I was talking more about, like, his stand-up his material. Stand-up. Like, mm-hmm. if someone in the audience would say something or would, like, kind of heckle, he would be like, oh, okay, and he would let that take the lead. And even when he tried to stop it and when he would say, um, 
oh, not really Rachel Ray material. He still let the audience control it and still went with it because he. This wanted, is what I thought was yeah. interesting, though, was that like I feel like that's realistic. Like I feel yeah, like it was believable. It was for me. believable. Yeah. yeah, like I I liked how he kind of changed around to tell like he was trying to seem cool yeah. because I think that's something we all do, right? Like if we're around one of our heroes, we might kind of change the way we act or talk. Mm-hmm. I also think he wasn't so much. I think it's just character has changed because even the way mm-hmm. he's in the comedy club and now he's like he's got this new job. He wants to be introduced. Like, I'm the warm-up guy for Rachel Ray. Yeah. He was feeling so confident. But I think he just changed for this episode and this episode only. And I think the end of the episode showed that he got brought back down to Earth. And even during the episode, like I said before, he got brought back down to Earth. I don't mm-hmm. think... He, it wasn't enough. It was though. very, it was very it's, temporary. It was pretty it's temporary. Pleading. Like, I need more of him really down at his... <laughs> James it really crash and stay over I someone else's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> we got plenty of time for him to be good and warming up for Rachel and all these yeah. other positives. I, I don't know. I, well, I, I enjoy the comedy and the struggle. Yeah. You were kind of bored this episode, it sounds like, with it's, his success. I get it. It, it. Yeah. It's so easy to get to the successful point. Like, right. Let's linger in the middle maybe more, not, yeah. I don't know. He did escalate quickly. I mean, like, considering he kind of just started taking stand-up seriously 10 days ago, for mm-hmm. him to get a warm-up gig happened pretty quickly. But it, that's, I feel like that's how real life is. Like, sometimes you just get super lucky mm-hmm. and, and you grind you grind it out and you run into someone and they offer you an opportunity and you have to seize it. it it just seems, it, it, just from the character that Pete Holmes was playing for the first four episodes of Crashing, like, he couldn't find a dollar right. on the street. Yeah. And now he's telling the guy, like, the warm-up, and he's just so confident that it seems too much. It's just too drastic of a change for me to accept quickly. Well, he definitely paid the price for it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that last scene. But this was very interesting to me because... It felt like this interesting balance because I do think Pete came out with unnecessary ego and he quit his job at the Boston because he had this warm-up gig now and he asked, as you mentioned, the stand-up... Uh, who was that? Dave... Um, Dave Attell? No, it wasn't Attell. It was Morongo. Sam Morongo, I think is his name. I'm not um, getting that wrong, but yeah. let us know in the comments. Uh, but anyway... He was introduced as the warm-up. Matt Marano. And, yeah, Matt Marano, that's right, thank you. Yeah. And they kind of embarrassed him by saying, like, oh, we're all comedians go to die. But um, it's interesting because I did think it was a two-way street where, on one hand, Pete was being very arrogant, but there was a lot of bitterness and resentment from other comics about him getting the gig. Mm-hmm. Did you guys pick up on that? Like, that people were kind of jealous of what he got? I, I didn't they, were... they were trying to put them in... I felt like that one guy was trying to put him in his place, not necessarily jealous, but, mm-hmm. like... Like, relax, you're a warm-up comic, you still have to pay your dues. Like, these other people have been doing it for 10 years, 12 years, whatever. Right. You just got this, relax. And not only that, I don't think that's the end game for these comics. I mean, to them, it's like, alright, you got a warm-up gig, so what? Right. Yeah. I don't want a warm-up gig, like, I want to be a top comedian, I want a headliner, I want to have my own show, I want to tour, tour the country. They don't want a warm-up gig, to them, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think it would have been, I, they could have added to that, like, it could have been funny if the guys were making fun of him, be like, yeah, one day you can warm up for me or something. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I just felt like that was their way, the, the right in this episode, it felt like that was the way to level off his arrogance by mm-hmm. them kind of cutting him down in a sense. But I, they kind of did, though. Uh, I know what you like. The yeah. whole thing of like, um, I even I even felt like when Dave Attell was saying, "No, it's a good gig." I felt like he was just trying to like cheer him up a little and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you got yourself like a solid job." Like I don't feel like he thought it was that great. Like, uh, see, I, I, nice. I thought that Dave Attell was like super positive and like, wow, yeah. really? Like, yeah, I was this is that. really like awesome for you. And he like, I've seen Dave Attell, and it seemed like that was his personality. He was playing himself, like mm-hmm. really, like good for you. Like this is awesome. He's right. boosting him up. I didn't sense that he was I, I negative. I didn't read it that way. I didn't. No, he definitely wasn't being negative. I thought he just was like, oh, like whatever. Oh, it's great. Good for you. Like, he told he him it was like the pinnacle. He's like, that's what I think. 
That's what I was like, wow. I, don't know. I mean, that's an interesting point. So you think he was just being nice for the sake of making Pete feel better, and you well, think he might have been I, I being I felt serious. like he had the attitude where it's like, that's a great start. Right. Like, not, get... not that it's amazing, but oh, like, he's like, oh, are you doing late night? Are you doing this? Right. Like, you're doing a tonight show? He's like, oh, I'm doing Rachel Ray. Oh, like, you know, good yeah. start. I didn't think that it was even. I thought he was stretching David Tell to compliment him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't actually think it was that big a deal. And David Tell's like, no, 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 this is, you reached it. Like, you yeah. Know, I agree. I that. And the way I kind of read all of this is that, like, we did see, like, resentment from, gosh, I forget his name on the show, but Dove Davidoff, who's the manager at the Boston. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was bitterness and resentment. Like, oh, you didn't pay your dues. This isn't mm-hmm. fair. Whereas David Tell, who's an established comic, can recognize, be like, oh, good for you, man. Like, this is a great gig. And there is, like, on one hand, of course, the dream for a stand-up is to be headlining and touring, right. but that's so rare. So to be getting paid to do something you like in entertainment is, especially that early on, kind of is the dream to me. And um, I don't know. I, th- I thought this was, like, a very interesting navigation of, like, sure, Pete's being arrogant about his warm-up gig, and sure, all the other stand-ups are saying, like, pay your dues, pay your dues, pay your dues, but I do think it was a great position for Pete that he kind of let go. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with that, I am interested to talk about... Well, it was fun to see Leaf come back. I don't know. That, I'm just... I want to talk about the scene really quickly. Yeah, where he how caught, did you randomly find him on the street? For a tweet. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> just like... I just, like, find myself liking Leaf more and more every episode. You like him this episode? He seemed very vulnerable this episode for the first time. Yeah, uh, what do you mean, so Josh? I mean, he just seemed like he like he wasn't in control of any situation, yeah. and that he just had no grip of, like, his emotions, and he was desperate. He, he was desperate, yeah. which was fun to see him in that position, but the thing yeah. I loved was, like, he walked up to Pete after the set, and he's like, dude, well, first of all, how'd it go? Did it go okay? And, like, yeah. he was, like, honestly asking how the set went. <laughs> I just, like, love Leaf. I really want to book George Basil, ne- George Basil next season if we can. I don't know if he'll still be around He'd or not. He'd be a fun but- interview. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I guess at this point, I do really want to talk about the way this episode ended because we got to see Pete on the set of Rachel Ray a lot. Um, I thought this was very funny stuff. Um, and he, he is great at warm-up. I mean, like, I think his he's great for a Midwestern audience. It's funny for him to be performing for, like, 95% women in their 40s. And they love him. You know, we see them exiting the audience saying how much they love him. And he kind of, Can I just ask you something? Yeah. You, women in their 40s? Oh, do you think older than that? It seemed like the ones that were exiting were... You yeah, were being very yeah. Sure, yeah, just, I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> very generous on that. I'm a bad guesser at age. No, 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 that's true. Um, you're right. I mean, like, even them, a lot of them were older. It seemed like, like a grandma was like... This, you know? <laughs> you're probably right. Um, oh, you know what, Marissa? I love that note, and I did forget to grab it. So if you get someone to deliver us that, that would be wonderful. Um, but yeah, this was really, really interesting. We saw Vanessa Bayer. I'm a big fan of her. She's yeah. on SNL right now. And um, but so Pete starts to do some blue material. So Mina, I really liked what you brought up about this. Mm-hmm. You kind of thought he was just following what the crowd wanted to hear. Yeah, I feel like it started out. I mean, he was also thrown off in so many ways. Like he wasn't in the right space because of his uh, uh, what's her name, Julie Brigante. Julie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. because he ran into her and he was being very open about. You know, how he was being cheated on and, and all these other things. So, uh, he wasn't in his element right. at all. So, yeah. it was a little difficult for him to come back from that. So, he was a little uh, off balance. He even tripped. So, yeah. quite literally, <laughs> off balance. Were you guys surprised to see Julie in the audience? No. Yeah, that I, was, I was surprised to see her there. Why was she there? I don't, why was she there? But at the same time, I mean... It's well, TV. Yeah, it's yeah. TV. Well, I just, I think my whole takeaway about Leaf and Julie, especially, is that, like, Leaf ruined Pete's life to start. Yeah. 
he's now getting a divorce, right? He's, and now Leaf's wife is like he's finally successful. Now Leaf's wife is kind of ruining his <laughs> successful time. Like Leaf is just continuously ruining Pete's life. He didn't listen to the heart with a little mouth in his mouth. Oh, yeah. That's such a funny line. Um, yeah, this really surprised me, and I thought it was really good writing because, like, it was the perfect way to have the personal problems in Pete's life intersect the professional problems in his life. Um, and I thought it was just really well written, and it really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Pete should have done was satisfied his hunger cravings as a stand-up comic, just as we need to satisfy our hunger cravings as human beings. <laughs> Thank you very much so for the world's worst transition. No. Into that, that was a fantastic that. Um, This transition yeah, so does come on behalf of the fact that our shows come to you guys for free, and we're so grateful to be partnering with Blue Apron. Um, if you guys are podcast fans, you've probably heard a lot about Blue Apron. They partner with a lot of podcasts. Yeah, um, I'm literally trying it. I'm getting a delivery on Saturday. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really, really good. I'm yeah. so excited that you'll get to. I'm a user, and... Um, um, the nice thing is, Blue Apron advertises on a lot of podcasts, but I can speak from experience. They're actually really, really, really awesome. They're inexpensive, they're easy, and they offer really, really cool exotic food. Um, Blue Apron is actually the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. There's a lot. I've actually used all three, and Blue Apron is mm-hmm. the best. Um, they've established partnerships with local farms, which is really cool. If you guys are California listeners, I'm sure you love local. People, we're always pushing <laughs> that, but it's great. And they can um, deliver to 99% of the continental U.S. Um this, they're kind of pushing this new family plan, which is cool because it used to be just um, couples and like a two-person Blue Apron option, but now there's a family option, which is great. And just so you guys know, cooking together actually builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook three times more often than regular families, which is really cool. Um, in terms of these upcoming meals, listen to this. Try not to get hungry listening to this. They have spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta. Um, this sounds good. Sweet and sour salmon with bok choy and Ooh. carrot and ginger fried rice. And, um, oh man, Parmesan crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. Um, really, really, really good stuff. Um, Reasons Blue Apron is the best. They're affordable. It's less than $10 per person per meal, which is reasonable even if you're getting groceries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this has the convenience of a delivery service. There's variety, and that's my other favorite thing. I don't know if you guys heard, but there were some exotic dishes there. Mm-hmm. They'll give you things like panko breadcrumbs and like really kind of exotic sauces that you'd never get on your own, but they'll give you the portion that you need for your recipe so you can like cook really variable foods. Um, it's flexible, it's easy, and it's fresh guaranteed, which is great. It comes in a freeze-packed box, and it's like I feel like I'm dumb. Like, I feel like I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> and they make it really, really easy. Um, so listen up. I'd highly recommend Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. You heard me right, free, with sh- with free shipping as well. Wow, that's really, really good. Uh, by going to blueapron.com slash buzz. That's blueapron.com slash buzz. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and how easy it is to create incredible home-cooked meals. So don't wait. Again, that's blueapron.com slash buzz. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Look at that. Awesome. And it's food related because Pete was on the Rachel Ray show, which Would makes you look food. At that. Um, and he <laughs> goes over to Julie, very very stressed out about the encounter actually. And when he comes back after having talked to Julie, I feel like this is kind of the first time we've really seen Pete off of his game. I personally loved seeing the character of Pete like deer in headlights like that. I thought it was a really fun twist. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to Elsa. 
Um, did this surprise you guys that he started pushing this material on Elsa? Did this feel consistent with Pete's character? It was funny because it's like, do you not have any sort of emotional intelligence or ability to read someone's facial expressions? Right. <laughs> like, that kind of shocked me too. As a comic, like you see her look of horror on her face. She's literally, you know, she's just in shock. She's like disgusted and appalled right now. Have you guys ever done this though? No. You, I mean, we, we're all on camera people. Have you ever been on camera and something gets off? And instead of, like, navigating back to what's good, you just kind of keep going. And, like, you feel like it's getting worse and worse. I feel like yeah, I have. No, I feel like Especially I live. Have. Yeah, especially it's live. It's I know. Yeah, Absolutely. it is. Yeah. Because sometimes no. you're in your own head and you're not really paying attention to yeah, anyone. You're like, how am I coming across as? And you're not you're not in it completely. But to follow what Mina said, I mean, Pete's a sensitive guy. I mean, he can really read situations well. He can read other people. And I think that if he saw that he was hurting someone, he would stop. And I think he did see it. So it's kind of weird that he didn't stop. Like he, We've he, seen this before, though, once. And I'll tell you when. I think it was in the pilot when he's talking to that Syrian woman. And he's like, oh, are you from Syria? I thought we didn't let you guys in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And so yeah, like, it so does bad. feel like it might be Pete's like um, Achilles heel that like when he's in a bad situation, he makes it worse. He makes it worse. Yeah. Because I feel like I agree that he's very sensitive yeah. one-on-one, but maybe on stage. And it's probably the sign of a green comic. Mm-hmm. It's like he just kind of escalates the issue. Wait, my favorite part in that whole scene, though, is when... He's like trying to do the math, and he's like fifty-two times fifty-two, and someone blurts out twenty-seven hundred. <laughs> like that's a right if, if the math is right. That's a that's twenty-seven hundred. It's two thousand seven hundred and four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah wow. uh, I did think that was I like hilarious. I don't know if you guys thought that was funny, but that was so for funny. me maybe the funniest moment of the that season. That was the best scene. I was of the season. I was cringing. Yeah, it was weird. very cringe. I don't yeah. know what's it called, Schadenfreude, when you like yes. get really excited at other people's embarrassment. Yes. Yeah, you feel like rebel in it. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I wish Pete were here so we could ask him. Because I wonder if that was an early thing for him where when he got in a rough situation, he kind of pushed that. But we'll tweet at him. Maybe he'll answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the episode ends. We learned that the blowjob woman, <laughs> Elsa, is Rachel Ray's mom. They talked about blowjobs a lot this a lot episode. Jo- they Artie did. Lang had his own bit about blowing people in jail. A lot of genitals. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah. That was a great yeah, thing. Yeah, we saw Artie again. Rachel Feinstein. And the dick pic etiquette. Like, if someone sends you something, you have to send it back or it's rude. I've never heard of that in my life. I mean, I think that what's scary most about the Artie thing is that I actually was like, that makes a lot of sense. I actually might, if I ever go into jail. <laughs> that, that might be my strategy. <laughs> there was a lot of... It was very sound logic, yeah. for sure. It's like, that makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, agreed. Anything I'm missing in this episode? I'm trying to think of what else we talked about. Julie. There were so many funny moments. I can't... Let's talk about some of the funny. What were people's favorite lines from this episode? I can start Um, if y'all want. Yeah, go ahead. I think in general, just like all the clam talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think there was, like, maybe five times when a female's um, private parts were referred to as a clam, which I just was, I was very tickled by that. <laughs> also, I'll stop using the word tickled to describe that situation. Yeah, I thought that Thank too. you. Yeah. How about you guys? You, go, you guys go ahead. Uh, I think there was a couple lines. I, I liked uh, when, uh, right at the start, when um, the warm-up, like, uh, peer the the production person told oh, uh, him Schmitty. Yeah, Rachel has no idea who you are and that is good yeah it's a very true thing too yeah. about mm-hmm. production right yeah. if like the higher if the high ups don't know who you are that's it's a like good you're, sign you're doing a good job you're doing, doing a good is, job is good. you don't have to worry about anything yeah I thought so. that was a very like good entertainment industry observation 
I, I don't know why I laughed really hard at this part, but it was when Vanessa Bear was on, and she was talking about like overcoming things. She's like, yeah. and the guy I went to prom with left me, <laughs> and she's like, and I got prom queen, and everyone's cheering, and then when everyone's cheering, she goes, or oh, runner up, same thing. Really, was runner up. That was great. Good call. That whole bit was so. Uh, I mean. So representative of how these talk shows yeah. are. Like, how people applaud for, like, these ridiculous, that's empowering so I know. Vanessa, she's the best. She's yeah. hilarious. She's funny. Yeah. She grew up in uh, the thing that made me laugh was, and I think also because I rewatched it with you, mm-hmm. when when Pete was like, I'm tripping, I'm tripping, babe. <laughs> I'm tripping, babe. And then it shows the African-American lady and, like, her <laughs> facial expression in the audience. Yeah, you pointed that out, and it was, it was really funny. I have to imagine that was the editor, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know who edited this episode, but that was the perfect close-up videos. It was such a subtle distinction. (laughs) For those who want to go back and rewatch the episode, after Pete kind of appropriates the I'm tripping boo moment, there's one black lady in the the audience who's like, that's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like such a good moment. It's so funny. Um, Yeah, it was a fun, it was a really fun episode. I'm kind of sad there's only one more. You know? I can't believe there's only one more. I think there's there's a lot that has to be like Unfolded. Unfolded. At least we're like a lot has to take place. This relieved is... knowing there's another season after. Yeah, that's true. There's yeah. another that season. True. Well, speaking of what else has to unfold, should we go ahead and talk about some predictions? Yeah. Cool. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Anyone really excited to talk about predictions? I don't know what to expect anymore. Yeah, you know? I, 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 this is really. Do hard we think right we're now. done with Julie? No. 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 And they I, did not just introduce her for one episode yeah. with that much detail. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's no way. She's got to be back. There's money involved. There's, there's a lot of money involved. involved. Leap is, I mean. Yeah. I think you're right. It is funny, though, because I do feel like this show will sometimes kind of introduce something mm-hmm. and then. Take it. I, take I think you're right, though. I do think we'll see Julie next episode. I think his ex wife is totally coming back. Jess, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, Jess has to come back, but I don't think she's going to want him anymore. I, I was saying that all season, and I thought that Jess was going to come back wanting him wanting him back but now I think she's gonna come back in a way where she's like you're screwing me over Pete like help us out here oh because of the new twist so it's gonna be Pete versus Justin Leaf it's gonna be yeah pretty much and Pete and Julie Guys, what if Pete and Julie happen? I think there's a chance. Plus, if Pete and Julie happen, then what's he going to do with the money? Because he gets part of the money, too, right? Well, Unless they have a prenup. That's what Jess is going to be. Jess is going to find out about Julie, and that's going to make her jealous. Yeah. Now that Julie's chasing Pete. Yeah, but I, Julie's not interested in Pete anymore. She's like, I can't believe I, I mean, wanted to have sex with you. But are we sure that it's yeah. over that quickly? I hope they don't take <laughs> this too far. I will say, like... I, it would be weird to me if they left all this, like, this love square on a huge cliffhanger because it doesn't really feel like something I'm super interested in continuing to explore next season. Right. Mm-hmm. I like Jess. I think I like the Pete-Jess-Leaf dynamic. If there be, if it becomes, like, a money thing and Pete's involved in the divorce, I don't know if I want that. I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys feel about it, but... I feel like the only person I could see Pete with is someone... In terms of, like, if he were to date a stand-up comedian, it would have to be someone who has, like, the same humor that mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres has, for instance. Like, kind of, like, The clean, only problem with that is, I don't what? know if you know this, but Ellen would not be interested. Oh, no way! She's a lesbian? She's I a had lesbian. no <laughs> idea. Um, <laughs> no idea she was poor Portia Durante. <laughs> Porsche, uh, luckiest woman on earth. Oh, these Tell us how you really feel. Um, <laughs> I love Ellen. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of even the introduction of the money 
I kind idea. of agree. It's like, uh, does it really need to be part of the show? I feel like there's so much more material, other comics, anything. The money idea, especially with a lot about a lot of money involved, right. kind of distracts from everything else. It seems like. I hope we. Yeah, I agree with you, and I hope we don't see it being a huge component to next episode. I think it will be though. Do you? I think he's gonna have the option of being with Julie, not being with her, but maybe she's gonna give him a cut if he does what she wants. That's interesting. And then he's gonna make a decision whether to take what she's offering. Or help Jess, the woman he loves. That's what Leaf was using against hmm, him. That's a good point, Jack. Like, Almost no matter what he chooses, thing. no matter what he chooses, it's kind of got money involved. Yeah. Either side, so it's. I hope that they put that to rest by the end of the, at least next episode. I think they will. For next I have season. a feeling this episode, this season, will end with something pretty clean, even if it's Pete in a really bad situation. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like something that we pull through Do, the next season. Doesn't it have to end? This season with him in a bad situation. Oh, I, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, I think it's going. Don't we to. need that? Like, yeah. That's all we need. We I hope it's like a, something kind of like where he's at his low, but he's still optimistic. Those there, are my there's favorite. Like a, yeah, there's it's, a grain of hope. It's yeah, gonna silver lining. Yeah, I guess that's my prediction. It's gonna hit. Like he's gonna reach the highest point of the season, mm-hmm. right as he then falls to the lowest point. He yeah. crashes. Right. He crashes, and I think that would that would fit with the kind of the title and just the season run. Leave us for next season excited again because it can't be successful, yeah. right? Like super successful. Yeah, I totally is he going to stay in another hotel room tonight? Does he have the means? Is he going to get fired? That's I don't what know. I want. Good question. Maybe he'll I don't think he's going to get fired. I think he is. Fi- I mean, he's barking. They showed him barking at the end. Of the oh yeah, I think he yeah, got fired. But yeah. I, think, I think he still has a shot to somehow I don't know. wiggle his way Rachel back in there. Rachel knows his name now. Yeah, Rachel knows <laughs> his name now. That's true. Oh no. Um, well, I think with that, guys, that pretty much completes our coverage for episode seven called Julie. Guys, as always, thanks so much for tuning in to AfterBuzzTV.com. Again, if you're watching, thank you so much. Please comment. We'd love for one <laughs> comment to show up in one of our videos. but Just one. Just one. If you comment on this video, Uh-oh. we'll for sure shout you out there next you week. That's, um, that's what everyone wants is to deal. be shouted out on an after show. <laughs> uh, but guys, my name is Jeff Graham. Thanks so much for tuning in. You guys can find me online at Jeffrey C. Graham. And hopefully we'll see you next week for the final episode of Season 1 of Crashing. It's been a good one. It has been. And my name is Mina Wahab. You can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. That's the underscore artist. Yes. <laughs> I am done for the season. I'm not Michael. here. No. So, I just want to say it's been fun, guys. It has it's been, been really fun, fun Mike. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks and for we'll being see here. you guys next season. My name is Mike Rip. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. Guys, that's it. We'll see you next week, Monday at 4 p.m. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.